0: This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and
1: creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe Livray.
0: I'm Aaliyah Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Continua, Continua Podcast. Ooh, wow, this is a
1: vibe. Yeah, really wow. like it we like it yes we do
2: <laughs> not quite high intensity workout vibe but <laughs>
1: <laughs> this sets the mood for like a podcast episode though we like yes, it yes it's a warm-up sure. you'll see when we chloe will have
0: to invite you invite you when we do the event okay, normally yeah, we start off like think of like a bell curve like we kind of start off slow then we rev it up so we don't just like jump right into okay. it okay so this actually would all right yeah
2: a little introduction nice No, uh, hey, how you doing today before (laughs) we get into it, before I kick your butt. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Definitely.
1: We'll send that song request to the DJ. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for being on.
2: Absolutely.
1: I am sipping on a plant-based protein shake with my athletic greens are in there. So just a bunch of micronutrients. Okay. Um, Plus some B12, some vitamin D some plant-based omegas.
0: And B12 is good for...
1: B12 is great for energy. Mm-hmm. And also, it's... You mostly get it in meats, and because I'm a vegan, I need to supplement. Um, and actually, there's a secret ingredient in here, and you'll never guess. There's tofu in here.
0: I have <laughs> never...
2: i never heard of that. Me either. I don't, there is, I don't know anyone <laughs> yes, that put tofu. Yes, there is
1: tofu so? in in my protein shake um, because I need to get like a certain amount of protein every day. And tofu is very bland, like it doesn't really taste like anything. So it gives the shake like a really cool, like kind of silky consistency as well. And it gives me more protein.
0: Interesting. So yeah, <laughs> very interesting. If anyone listening wants to try that at home, please let us know. I know that no works well, out. It's for fine. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a particular eater.
2: <laughs> Is tofu good protein.
1: Yeah, it's a good plant based protein. Really? Organic, organic soy, organic protein. Mm. Um, yeah, none of that GMO soy. No good. No good. We know. <laughs> oh um are you sipping on anything today i'm
0: not i'm drinking water i'm recovering from attending two weddings in two different countries this past weekend so i had enough spirits (laughs) 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 for 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 the weekend so i'm just good with some water here we go yes just some water and we have
1: our special guest of the day
2: yes we do yes Good to be here. (laughs) Great to be here.
1: So, okay, so you went by Meta World Peace, but now you go by Meta Artest. Is that correct?
2: Well, I was Meta World Peace and then I got married and then I changed my last name to my wife's name. So, oh, dope. It's Meta Sandiford Artest. So, my last name is no longer uh, like World Peace.
1: Okay. Meta, what's your wife's last name? Sandiford. Sandiford.
2: Yeah. Sandiford. So, Meta Sandiford Artest and she's Maya Sandiford Artest. Love it. (laughs) Shout out to her. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Meta Sandiford Artest. Absolutely. So I'm going to give just a little quick bio. <laughs> I'm sure most people know who you are, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, formerly known as Ron Artest Jr., uh, a professional, former professional basketball player, um, he played on several NBA teams throughout his close to two decade long career, from the Bulls to the Rockets to the Lakers. Um, Meta holds several accolades, including Defensive Player of the Year in 2004. And NBA champion in 2010. Um, And that was through the Lakers. Is that correct?
2: That's right. Lake Show. (laughs) show.
1: Following his NBA career, Meta focused on business and now runs his own management group and has launched an app.
2: Yeah. Dope. Pretty fun.
1: Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get into all of that. Yes. Um, Aliyah, you
2: want to start off?
0: Yes. I will kick things off with. Of course, I'm pretty sure everyone asks you this question all the time. When do you fall in love with the sport of basketball?
2: <laughs> oh Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think I fell in love with it, I would say, when I was younger. So when I started playing when I was eight, I really couldn't put the ball through my legs. And I remember playing on the court and not being able to do anything. And I remember just thinking, uh, you know, am I ever going to be able to put the ball through my legs? Like, And then I remember saying, I'm going to put this ball through my legs one day, right? It's that, that's the hardest thing to do when you're playing basketball is to put the ball through your legs, right? And then when I started to just, I, and I forgot a lot of things from that point, I would say up until about the age of 10. I don't remember what I was doing with basketball at that point, but about the age of 10, you know, I was um, becoming better, but I still couldn't score the ball. I'm assuming I had no left hand. I'm pretty sure I had no left hand. <laughs> Pretty sure, because when I was 13, I had a coach that taught me how to use my left hand,
0: Mm.
2: right? So, from that perspective, you know, at about the age of 10 through 12, I enjoyed playing, but I didn't know if I loved it that much. I was doing baseball also a little bit. Okay. And then I got older. I kept working. I'm hard work. I got better. So, then I would say, you know, at about the age of, you know, 12... I wanted to stop losing. <laughs> I wanted to start winning games.
1: The competitive nature. Came yeah, right, right. I started yeah. to
2: kick in. And then I got better at 13, 14. I was like, wow, I'm like a pretty, pretty solid player. And then I said, you know, maybe I should just try to go to the NBA at this point. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <More> <laughs> Casually. <laughs> maybe
1: I should. <laughs> maybe. Let's just skip a couple steps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I got better. And then about the age of 16, that's when I kind of believed I can go. I didn't know if I was going to go first round or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I thought I can probably go.
0: I mean, it's funny you bring up um, bouncing the ball between your legs. That's actually why I did not start a basketball <laughs> career. I'm I'm really? short, and I I never had a girl spurt. But I definitely remember that. I was like, you know what? I'm a competitive person. This is not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this ball down <laughs>
1: and save everybody some trouble. That's funny. I used to always just, like, lift my leg and put the ball under.
2: <laughs> Can you play? You play I, I
1: played in high school. Okay. But my main sport was volleyball.
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, in, you know, in basketball, when you start playing with anything, right? You're either going to keep going, you know, or you're not. Uh, but I remember losing games one day in my neighborhood. I lost a Sprite three-on-three tournament. And um, I was crying on the monkey bars with me and my other teammates. And we lost... Uh, pretty bad and I remember us just sitting there maybe for an hour just trying to figure out how do how do we win <laughs> and if we get <laughs> in this situation again I love what that. do we do yeah right and we were just crying and we were just helpless and um we was into it like we really were sitting there and I remember that time you know of us like we had no control and we really wanted to win and you know from that perspective you just keep working and then you get better and then you become i guess the hunter you know when you get older then you start winning and people just start trying to catch you i guess
0: there we go yeah <laughs> that honestly once an athlete always an athlete that's what i tell chloe all the time yeah. I, my again my sports were not with the basketball or with any balls in particular <laughs> it was the beam and the bars oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but I think at the end of the day, it's it's a mindset. That's what we were talking about, mm-hmm. just in terms of how you approach your workout, how you approach health, even, for that mm-hmm. matter. And I'm curious, with that transition into life after sports, did you maintain that athletic mindset of like, my body is my temple, and taking care of your health when it was no longer for-
2: No, work? no, I didn't do that. Not at all. Really? My temple was in and out Burger, okay? <laughs> That was my tempo. When I retired, and I remember being in such good shape. I used to just be able to play so hard. When I retired, I was like, <clears throat> "I was like, okay. We gonna we gonna do this burger run. We gonna do this burger run." And I was getting in and out every day. And the crazy thing, when I retired, I was in really good shape. I was like two fifty five. So yeah, a couple a month of some burgers, about two sixty. Then I stopped eating burger. I, I get back down. Then that goes to three months. Then you're like 262. You're like, okay, I get it back under 260. <laughs> then, then it goes for a year. Now you're, now you're 270. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm approaching 300, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get to 300. Then it goes to two years and three years. Now you're 280. And now you're like, can I just get back down to 260? That's all I want <laughs> in my life. Then you actually approach 300 and pass 300. You know, at that point, I'm like, this is interesting. Okay. I'm like, this wave fluctuation is interesting. I got up to 307. I might have hit 310. Right now, I'm about 290. I don't look 290, luckily. But I'm 290, right? And uh, I was just like... I So w- last summer in 2021, 2020, in July, I was 307. So then I started to work, and I got down to 273 in September around this time. When I got down to 273, something told me, hey, you can can get down to 240. You can chill now. Go have some burgers. Go have some drinks. (laughs) Then I got back up to 300. (laughs) Right? So now I'm at this point in my life right now where I'm hovering something. So I'm trying to actually gain control because Mm. it could get really out of control. Because of the burgers. Right. Alcohol. Yeah. Burgers. Like the burgers is worse than alcohol, but the alcohol it really magnifies your weight. And if you drink too much alcohol all the time, then it's harder to lose it. You can lose alcohol weight, but you have to stop drinking, you know?
1: Completely, yeah. You have to completely stop
2: drinking. And then the burger weight is something you gotta work to get off. Alcohol will go off just by you stop drinking. But the burger weight and the fried food weight,
1: All that's that the weight
2: that stays. All
1: the trans fat, yeah, saturated fat, really is in there. to your bones. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. It's in
2: there. It's that's like, very true. Oh yeah, Meanwhile, so.
1: I did
0: a burger run the other day. <laughs> there's, there's this place called Burger Guys that I highly recommend. It tastes like In-N-Out Burger, except for it's a vegan burger. Oh, and nice. and it's good.
1: So. Is it with impossible meat, though?
0: No. Okay. I think it's their proprietary okay. burger blend. So check out Burger Guys. <laughs> <laughs> or, or next
1: time we're add, all together. Hashtag
0: I'll, right, exactly. I'll I'll bring some. I had I had two of the burgers. Nice. <laughs> <was really> good.
1: <laughs> so so I'm curious, what does what does health mean to you right now? And mm-hmm. what did health mean to you when you were playing?
2: Well, health means many things to me, physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um when I was playing the same things, but then when you're playing, you can't really identify health outside of physical, until you get older. Mm -hmm. Then you start to identify spiritual health, find something you love, because sports is so crazy. The the pro sports is crazy for some people, because if you don't have that stability, then spiritually, you don't have nothing to attach yourself to. So you start attaching yourself to things that comes with it, Mm. and then emotionally, you know, it just depends on where you at in your mental state. Right. Uh physically, you, you know, you're gonna make sure you get into the gym, you go to you go to the club, you get hammered, run off the alcohol the next day, right? <laughs> you're gonna make sure you do that. But sometimes the other parts you don't really notice. But now that I'm retired, you know, I'm try I like to be happy. So uh, you know, I you know, I, I often rather be happy than to even receive a check. <laughs> you know. Um I think that's the most important thing, right? We've had we, we seen so many of our, uh, you know, f- idols, um, icons that had so much money but wasn't happy. Right. Right? And they either make it or sometimes you don't make it, you know? Sometimes you overdose, rehab, you know? And, it's, and, and, and supposedly, like, the money was supposed to make you happy. So happiness is very important. That's health. At ultimate health. Um, I think also, you know, just understanding other people's health, too, because we often have such a powerful energy as humans. You know, we can give off negative energy. Not purposely sometimes, you know. So you want to make sure, like, you're preserving other people's energy also. Not just yours. People say protect your energy, but also make sure you don't infiltrate other people's energy. Thank you for saying that. Oh, I, I, I don't think that. that's sad enough. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because sometimes I'll do that. I'll have a bad day. Right, and I'm just giving it off to other people. So sometimes in those situations, I try to just stay by myself, so mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the energy I have. Um, you know, so with that, you know, with that being said, you know, health means a lot to me nowadays. And physically, I'm just doing the bare minimum, <laughs> bare minimum stuff, just to not be 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm sure as a professional athlete, I mean, you put your body through so much yeah. and you, you were in, you were in, I mean, you were a professional basketball player for almost two decades. So that Mm -hmm. is a lot of wear and tear on your body, I'm sure. So now you're kind of just like, all right, Mm -hmm. I've done all that. (laughs) I can understand why you would want to do just the bare minimum at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I really enjoy the game. So I still like to play get... I'd rather play than do treadmill. Oh yeah. Or stairmaster. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean At I least I a don't goal. play and I'd rather yeah. <laughs> I'd rather play
2: yeah. than <laughs> the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh you should play basketball. It's a great workout. Yeah.
1: I know it's true, it is. You literally should. should
2: play for fun. It's don't so worry fun, about yeah. how your form looks and just go out there and play. <laughs> it is so it's such a great workout. Yeah. I lost thirty pounds playing basketball when, you know, last 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 summer.
0: Is that something that you did every day or
2: when I, last summer I was mm-hmm. doing it almost every day, I just was, I, I never hit three hundred pounds, and I was like really motivated. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw I can get down to two seventy three, I became like a little cocky, <laughs> you know, like I can do it anytime. But I'm slowly seeing that I cannot just do it anytime, so I got to do more things right. Yeah,
1: I did want to go back to what you were saying about um, energy and and preserving yours, but also remembering not to project negative energy onto other people. I th- it's not many people can do that because not many people fully know themselves and understand mm-hmm. themselves, so I think that's a really that that's a really poignant um phrase what am I yeah. trying to say Said it right. a really poignant idea that you just that you just kind of brought to the table um what's the saying like know thyself
0: I think it's true, so. yeah,
1: and not a lot of people are you know take the time to do that. Is that something you think came with age?
2: Yeah. Okay. I think so. You know, I think because um, like when I was, well, my my life been surrounded around basketball. Right. You know, it's like every day in my mind, I didn't start actually never dated, because <laughs> I, I, when I was sixteen, I wasn't thinking about girls, only thinking about basketball. Literally was not interested. You know. <laughs> And um, I remember when I first, when I, when I got with my first wife, Diamond's mom. Um,
1: Fun fact, I used to train his daughter And
2: <laughs> <then. laughs> I got with my first wife, she's an amazing lady. You know, um, she was the first person I've ever been with, and we, we had three babies, amazing babies, and, and, and a great 17-year relationship, you know. I was 16. I was young. And, um, you know, at that point, um, you know, I, basketball was just my life, you know. And then it was my family. You know, it was basketball. Right? I didn't really I, I didn't really think about anything else. You know, and um I think that put me in a spot not to grow. You know, uh I was always trying to figure out what to do it right in the court, but when it comes to me, you know, uh bettering myself, um, spiritually, as a as a father, as a partner, you know, um understanding others, getting along with others, you know, it was just that part I missed that whole lecture or lesson <laughs> you know <laughs> i missed that whole one you <laughs> know when i got older i'm like you know and then i, I come from you know a, a violent neighborhood so then my whole thing was play basketball so you don't have to be here so it ca so i was just doing that and um i never had a chance to or even a reference to you know uh where where's that balance where's that calm where's that center you know um so you know now, now now and when i got older i said you know what i got introduced to yoga actually i got introduced to yoga no i got introduced to meditation before yoga with my uh, anger management uh counselor okay <laughs> right and he's doing breathing and all this other stuff i'm like this is really cool <laughs> i'm just like i never. actually have control over myself <laughs> i've never had control over myself right <laughs> (laughs) I I remember I left one session off the couch. I I was like, this is the greatest feeling ever, right? So then I started to go down a rabbit hole, you know, meditation, yoga, um, Buddhism, you know, um, chakras. And I was going down a rabbit hole and it was just the greatest feeling, right? Like, oh, wow, I didn't know I had this other side. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I I could tap into this, you know, to this other side. So I would say about the age of 27, 28, I started to, not reinvent myself, but I guess use other resources and other tools, you know, um, to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be happy. Absolutely.
1: And so c- coming off of that, what what made you and when did you change your name?
2: Yeah, I changed I changed my name. It was a lot of reasons. So I'm kind of rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when Chad Ochocinco changed his name from Chad Johnson to Ochocinco, I was like, "That's really cool," and he did that. I think he did that in two thousand seven. So then, when he did it, I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing that too. That's dope." <laughs> so, <laughs> my first name was like, I was gonna put So Hood on the back, right? <laughs> so I was like, so, so I started wearing these So Hood hats and So oh Hood my shirts.
1: Gosh. And,
2: um, branding, branding. Branding, yep, yep. Right? branding. Just getting it ready. Brand
0: awareness. Elliot yeah. <laughs> knows all subtle about that. brand
1: placement.
2: <laughs> and it almost happened. And then I also was gonna put Queensbridge on my back. So I was gonna change my name to something Queensbridge. Like for my neighborhood. But um but every year I got older, I was getting more and more removed from that message. Cause that message mm. so hood to me meant I'm so hood. Not cause I wanna have drama with somebody in my neighborhood, but it was more because People, like, all my friends are, like, in jail, you know, dope dealers. And I don't, um, I still acknowledge them. And um, so from that perspective, people will always call me a thug. You know, um, and I'm like, I'm I'm not a thug. But then I'm like, hold on, think about it. My friends are thugs. So I, I, I'm a thug too, then. I don't care because I love my friends. And I've been, right, to classes with guys that was, getting hundreds on their tests, math tests all the time when I was failing. And then these guys turned drug dealers, you know, hustlers. Right. When I seen that, I saw their mom on drugs. I've seen their moms buy drugs. My, my older aunties, not my blood aunties, but you know, my friend's mom's like my auntie. Yeah. So when you see that, and then you see the next generation doing the same thing. It's like all my friends, it's, it's just repeating itself. So me, I was like, so hood to me meant I could relate. I'm always going to relate to you no matter what corporate America say, no matter what anybody, and this was before I signed contracts. I was so hood before I signed contracts. So they could have, they could have been said, we don't want this guy, <laughs> but I never wanted, I, I never wanted, you know, to do anything in terms of like do the right thing to get the check. You know what I'm saying? So with, from that perspective, like it was still a, from, from a spiritual place. But people don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand that. And then when I got older, I, every year would pass, I started to get into Buddhism, started getting meditation. And then I applied. I mean, oh, wow, I do, love, I do love world peace. I do love Buddhism. I do love meditating. Right? I do love all this stuff. So I said, show it. Like, you know, put it out there. You know, um, you don't have to project this street image you are who you are right but it's another side to you right, right? and if i can get more people in the hood taking five <laughs> before they you know pop off pop right off. right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. like taking better. five is, it yeah.
0: yeah just like a five minute meditation Take like five seconds five minutes second, second, five, 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 yeah. five days yeah.
2: Take five. Yeah. I, love that. I mean I, I wanna
0: I wanna touch on that or mm-hmm. unpack that a little bit because I I can relate to what you're saying and I think correct me if I'm wrong, essentially it's like you wanna make sure that people understand that they're not forgotten mm-hmm. and that you can still relate, but there's still an opportunity and there's still room to evolve mm-hmm. and change without forgetting where you come from.
2: Yeah. I think and even when I started like and when I got older, I started to Research where I'm from, because right. every other ethnicity in America know where they're from, except Africans in America.
1: Mm-hmm. That's. So true. I mean, you could go online and yeah. punch it in, yeah.
2: and yeah, I'm from Ghana. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> what else? Just
2: found this out dude, yeah. last month, right? And and that was really hurt. That was really messing with me too. So, I was doing some. I was doing. I had a point where I thought I was from Israel. I had a point where I thought I was from West Africa because I was doing research. Like deeply just trying to figure out where I'm from, you know, and where my bloodline is from and, and just like looking, you know, YouTube and th- any information I could get. Um, and I think like, I think like when you find the, the more I found out about myself, the, the, the more I understood myself. Enlightenment? Yeah. it's like the more mm-hmm. I understood myself. I was like, oh wow, this is why you are how you are. I did a therapy session with my parents too. And then I found out things that they were doing when I was in the belly. You know, like fighting, arguing. That impacted you. Yeah, yeah, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is why. This makes sense. This makes a lot of sense. So now now I feel more confident. I'm like, oh, I I don't feel bad about anything. (laughs) Because, like, you know, I don't care anymore. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason, right? Right. You know, imagine a kid right now, four-year-old kid, time in the household, kid on the couch watching. Can't do nothing. What do you do? Right? Can't do nothing. This happens a lot because, you know, women be, uh, are being abused, right? And the, the kids are often in the house, closing the room, right? What are you going to do? You feel helpless. But then at that point in time, you're going to say, I'm never going to let this happen again. And you're building this strategy up in your head. When I get older and stronger, <laughs> you know, I'm never, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then, but you forget that uh, the other side, you, you have another side of you. So then you get people that grow up. You know, they walking around the hood, mean mugging, you know, they ready to pop off and they never would have had a chance to tap into that other side. That side would balance that side where you center it. Yes. Right. So, you know, all that stuff is like, that's my life. You know what I'm saying? But, but, it, you know, it's just kind of hard think about things and everybody got a different journey, you know?
1: Mm. How, um, if you even do, if you plan to do this, but do you plan to share your enlightenment enlightenment with other people especially where you come from 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 new york
2: yeah i think i, I think i do so, so i had a i had a, so my issue was like when i made it to the nba um like literally the same day i was back in the hood when i got drafted <laughs> you know i took two buses to the draft the people put their hats on i got tickets for like two two greyhound buses and all my all my people was in the stands <laughs> you know and then You know, after the draft, we we blowing it down in the room. A lot of marijuana everywhere. (laughs) Then we got to go back to the hood. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I go back to the hood. And then I go report to my team, go practice, training camp. We get a day off. I'm driving back. I'm driving from Chicago to New York, 13 hours. Back to the hood, like, you know, 10 hours and drive back. You know, so I was back in the hood so much where it kind of burnt me out. You know what I mean, but I still have a presence in my neighborhood. But I'm on vacation right now. For the last ten years, I haven't been going back. But when I go back, they know I'm there. You know, (laughs) I go back. You know, I'm here. If you don't know me, better ask somebody. Right? (laughs) I'm by myself, and you better ask somebody. But, um, but you know, so from that perspective, what I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm often in communication with people in my neighborhood. Um, But I want to make sure I'm giving something different now, you know, not just the kid that made it, Mm -hmm. that came back and never changed, but like education, you know, um, you know, and I hope that some people do see it. Like when I changed my name, some people did respect that. right? Because, you know, in our neighborhoods, especially in New York City, you got like five percenters, you have all these different groups of black like religions and black faiths. You got the Hebrew Israelites, five percenters. You got the God bodies. You got so many different ones in New York Mm -hmm. City. So it's very spiritual, you know, and then I, I found myself. So, you know, in, in New York City, people often, a lot of people in New York understood why I changed my name to Meta. Because in my neighborhood, we had people named Godson, <laughs> Nas. You know, he got like, you know, people with th- these names, you know, uh, that, you know, is enlightened, like enlightened names, right? So they understood, you know, that we're going down the path, you know, of like serenity, you know, going down the path of trying to find yourself.
0: So all of this for you happened after basketball
2: um like or was what was like, it
0: um just the the enlightenment and oh, yeah. and, self-discovery. and self-discovery self-discovery because yeah, yeah. and i ask that because right now obviously as we know mental health in sports is a huge topic of conversation mm-hmm. do you wish that um i mean obviously you had anger management and therapy at that time but do you wish that the way that it's the forefront and open conversation right now that that was something that was
2: discussed back then Yeah, for sure. Because like, I remember when I first came in, people don't know, but I know that actually they do know, I was seeing therapists since I was my my rookie year, but I was also seeing therapists when I was 13 years old and in high school and college, right? So for me, I knew that it was something that you can use and utilize, like seeing therapists, but in 1999, if you come out and you say, I see therapists in 99, it's only a couple media channels and there's a couple messages being pushed out there so you're crazy you're weak but then uh, something told me you know um don't listen to what they say let people know what's on your mind so I always wore my emotions on my sleeves you know and then eventually I started telling people I'm seeing therapists and then some people were like yeah you crazy I'm like of course, like where I'm from. I know that. You ain't got to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to
1: That's a great tell acknowledge, me that. acknowledgement. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you, Betty I know this.
2: <laughs> And I'm trying to work on myself, by the way. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> like you're not telling me something I, tell don't me <laughs> I don't know.
2: For sure not. <laughs> but it's good. It's like, you know, um, and and some and the, the best thing you could do is help yourself. Like people will see, will see a therapist and they kind of get on them. They're crazy. They need help. Well, yeah, they need help. Like, and... Why why shouldn't they be able to help themselves? You know, mm-hmm. even like the girl that played tennis, I forget her name. Her Naomi. Girl. Naomi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great thing like go go do your thing, like go help yourself.
1: Snaps for that. <laughs> Ali and I both. Yeah, definitely <laughs> pro therapy. Very, very pro therapy. For sure. Um This is more of a fun a fun question. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um what was your favorite team to be on and who was your favorite player to play with?
2: My favorite team, that's thats hard because when you're playing with, you know, when you're in the battle, you know, I had seven okay. different teams, right? So we was battling, so I like them all. Obviously, the Lakers are the most publicized, most famous. But probably it's a different experience, you know? Like, so I played with Yao Ming in Houston. That's a, that's a different experience. Nice. Like, Yao Ming is just like... Superstar, but very humble, different things like that. Then you play with Reggie Miller, in Indiana, right? And that was, you know, a different experience towards the end of his career. Hall of Fame, he played with Kobe in L.A. That's a different experience. There's so many different experiences. My rookie year, I was playing with Charles Oakley. I played with my favorite Chicago Bulls. I was a Chicago Bull fan growing up from New York City. So I'm playing with all the bench players, but I got a chance to play with Tony Kukoc, Randy Brown, Dickie Simpkins. Will Purdue. <laughs> Will Purdue. These all plays I watched. So that was a hell of an experience. Uh and then I finished my career playing with Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkston. These guys are playing well now. That was my most that was the most fun I've ever had. That was the most fun. That team probably was the best team. <laughs> even though we sucked. <laughs> I wish they was as good as they were back then now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the youthful energy was, yeah. was the fun part is what it sounds like.
2: Well, the, the fun part was the youthful energy. And then mm-hmm. also, like, I had a chance to sit back because mm. I was always starting my whole career. right? So I was in the trenches where this time I'm just sitting back and watching other people have fun. And I had a chance to like enjoy the game versus being in the huddle, turning on that meta mentality, you know, all the time, focused and hard work, tough nose, all the you know, for 16 years, just tough, 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 you know? And it felt good to, like, just sit back, come to practice, and just enjoy the game, help people, mm. um, and just see it from that lens. Yeah.
1: So more of, like, a laid-back
2: approach. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's probably my my favorite team. probably those guys. And they, they they were really immature, which led me to be immature.
1: I was going to say, so they cracked you. <laughs> yeah, they cracked but you. they
2: cracked me. They They would say that I was immature, and I, I, that's just not true. Those guys are at that time they were so immature, and then I would jump into the immatureness. Right, right, right. And then they would say, "You started it." <laughs> you know. So now I'm fighting with these kids. <laughs> oh, but it was that's fun. Funny. I had a lot of fun with them. It was great.
1: Love that. It's yeah. amazing. Um, what have What have you gained um, personally through? The sport?
2: Well, personally, I think I gained um, I think I gained, I think I gained uh teamwork mentality. Cause when I grew up, even though I had a lot of great coaches that I played for, a lot of great coaches even before the NBA, but I was always carrying a team. And I used everything I had in me to carry these teams. Then when I got to the NBA, I'm still carrying teams, but everybody's really good. And then I was competing with players on my own team to be the best on that team versus try to beat the other teams. And I didn't understand that concept until I was about 27 when I got with Coach Rick Adelman in Sacramento about play with your team to win. Don't play against your team. I never right. understood that concept. Mm. Um, I always thought I could do it myself. You know, you lose, just do it yourself. You know, high, senior year of high school, twenty seven and 0. You know, go to St. John's, we get to the, we get to the tournament first time in like fifteen years. You know, then I get to Chicago, we losing horribly. So I'm, I never dealt with that. I got championships everywhere, and I'm like, oh, so that brought the worst out of me. Because I'm like, I can't do it myself blaming or pointing fingers at everybody else. Right. When I got to Indiana, it was a better team, and we had to win five in a row to get to the playoffs. We do that. We get better and better and better every year. Then I get suspended. I come back. You know, I'm still one of the best in the league. I go to Sacramento. We in 10th place. Then we get to the playoffs. You know, everywhere I go, it's like, we just be winning. But it's not because only you, matter. It's because mm-hmm. everybody else. Right. You're just a piece. And... um. I'm so happy I went through that. When I got to the Lakers, Kobe was the best. Powell was the best. Um, Bynum could score. Fisher could score. Lamar could score. You know, Sasha, everybody was good. And then sometimes I found myself just sitting around in the perimeter versus before, getting the ball, everything's going through me. But then I learned how to win with other people, and that year taught me a lot. And then when I look back at my whole career, it's like teamwork. Do everything with teamwork in mind. If you try to do it on your own, most likely you're not gonna be successful. Right. Yeah, it takes a great deal of trust, trust.
0: Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Trust and and acceptance, which that's that's a lot to and ask And humility. And humility, of course. Mm.
1: For sure.
2: I thought that was y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Aaliyah
1: was about to kill me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. She no, I wasn't. was about to kill no, me. I she gave me dagger eyes. I did.
2: <laughs> Diamond's older sister. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ooh, that is that is. I'm starting sweating.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's all of our ringtone too. Because at first, I was like, "Is it me? Not me. Okay." That's your ring too. Yeah, I mean, I. Think that's like that's, the reading, that's the yeah. standard. Yeah. Shout out to iPhone. I know. <laughs> Hashtag ad. <laughs> Uh, but you were saying... Yeah, I think I think it takes a lot of um, trust and acceptance because you think that, or I can relate to what you're saying of trying to do a lot of things by yourself and taking on more than you should, more so because you're trying to take control of the situation and there's a lot that you have to release and accept about who you're working with, trusting them and their capabilities mm-hmm. and also the timing of whatever your progression is, or just trusting the timing of your life at the end of the day. It's so, so true,
2: trust yeah. is so mm-hmm. true. Humility is so true. See, these are things that are important lessons that you don't really know all the time. But trust is, sometimes you know you have to trust someone and it might not work out. And I, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, I'm good with trying to win anything I'm doing, trusting someone. Hey, it didn't work out, okay. It also
1: doesn't mean that you can't trust anyone ever again. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's the next part to that. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, you just, I guess you can make better decisions moving forward for yourself, but you still have to trust someone. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, a lot of the times when you start to work with people, a lot of your weak spots are other people's strong suits. So together, it, just, it <laughs> so makes true. a really beautiful pairing. <laughs>
2: it's so true. And you're
1: more likely to get, you know, further.
2: So, so true. I'm, I'm really, I mean, I learned so much from so many different great people. One of those people is Kobe, right?
0: Yeah, and Kobe.
2: With Kobe, R.I.P. Kobe, with Kobe, he's like a sink or swim type of person, which he said this plenty of times. And I really like that, but then sometimes I'm like in between that somewhere. But you know, you know how I work with people. I'm just like, let's do it. I need you to do that. And let's go. Let's get it done. <laughs> um, you can't. What, what are you doing? You can't get it done. You know. Uh, but still empowering. But you know, sometimes my communication is off. So sometimes I, I just was thinking about how can I like put more trust in people without just to try to remove the the negative conversation parts. You know, and when you work with people, you know that's 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 that's, that's key. What I feel, and I feel like as, since I've been trusting people, you know, even younger people, giving them, you know, the opportunity to show what they could do. You know, and uh, and if they mess up, you know, they they need help. You you under them as a foundation. You always there to help them, pick them up. You know, uh, and just and, and trust that they'll learn and get better. You know, right? Yeah,
1: that actually brings me. My next question: <laughs> um, What you're up to now?
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: you have a management group, and you have an app. Can you can you talk about that? Because you you talked about kind of fostering the youth, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you're you're doing with your app. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so we have our test management group, and I I started it because people like myself was not able to get the deals that someone of my talent level in my profession gets because of the persona so i had so i started my own management company to service myself <laughs> so i could you know um uh you know get opportunities that i want versus the ratchet reality show <laughs> mm. working with the right people that's not judging you got to you got to weave through all the people that is looking at Ron Test the thug, you know? And uh, so you weave your way through it. That's why I started Artest Management Group. Initially it was hard, because normally when you're an athlete, you can just get deals, especially if you're a high level athlete, just get deals. You don't, have to do, you don't have to actually manufacture every single deal. Me, I have to manufacture every single one of my deals. But it's great, I was a math major, first major was architecture, and you build. Right, you come oh, up with an wow. idea.
0: Yeah, you Let's build. Go. Fun you, fact. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You know, it's like so. I wasn't afraid <laughs> to to find a solution. So that's where the business side came in. You know, um, and then so we launched an uh, application which is called Xverse Sports app. That was our first product. Wait, repeat it. It's called Xverse Exports.
1: X versus
2: X. Sports. X XVS Sports. Okay, I got that. It's just a competition-based basketball app. Xverse Exports. We just go around different areas, sign up to the app, find games. You play on the app, put your, put the score in, put your stats in. Then we got a basketball management team, like kind of like an organization, like a basketball organization. Mm-hmm. And then we look at you and we invite you to premium games, get you exposure to try to get you to a good college, NBA nice. pro. It's really that simple, you know, but you get a, you got a feed on the on the app. People could find you and also people could donate money to you also. So if you see a player playing on the app and you like them and you can donate, just donate some cash (laughs) to them. Wow. That's really cool. Which is really cool. I remember uh, when
1: I saw it, when we reconnected mm -hmm. a few years ago, you told me about this app. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was not even in beta. It was like an idea that you had. Where did I
2: tell you about that?
1: When we were at... Can
2: I, equinox. <laughs> oh yeah, equinox. Yeah, yeah, equinox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I why. did, cause I was really excited. I was telling yeah. everybody. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because 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 you got to equinox. That's not to talk about equinox, but because you got because uh, you was initially at um, what's your name? Velocity, Velocity. Mm-hmm. and then then you then you were at equinox. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's when I first started it. Yeah, it was it was nothing. It was just an idea for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. I mean
1: just you've just come so far in a couple of years. So I just want to congratulate you. That is. I'm on the app. I see it. I see, you know, what's going on. Oh, thank you. It's really incredible. Oh,
2: thank you. Thanks for being on the app. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. My goodness. Like, so my son's a developer. He's a real computer science developer. So working with developers is difficult. You know, um, so I I manage the development team. I'm managing the cap table. I'm a CEO of the company. Then the basketball portion then you got social media and digital mark marketing. We're also a media company. So now we're building out the media side. Right. You got to develop all these processes. It's been fun, you know? It's been <laughs> fun, but it's been a lot of work. And then COVID hit us. So when COVID hit, we was about to shut the company down because we had no funding. Nobody wanted to fund people playing basketball
1: Ryan. outside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So this is true. (laughs) We shut almost shut the company down, and then we just kept fighting, kept fighting, and um, it's just one of the things that we have, and so it's basketball, but it's definitely a lot behind it,
0: right?
2: Um, and we got you know then we got people to invest. LA Times came in, Boost Mobile, Dish, uh, Chairman of Wix. You know, it's a basketball company, but it's a lot of tech involved. Mm -hmm. It's been great, and it's basketball. You know, I could have coached. No, I could have coached and. Um, but I played so long, I wanted to do something that could be, that can keep me around my kids. So Mm. most of my work is on a laptop so I could sit home and work Mm. and I can see my kids come home, you know, stuff like that. So I was trying to do something like that where, you know, uh, and then when they go to college and I can get back into coaching maybe. So I was trying to figure out something in my life, like what can I do to be home so I can see my kids all the time versus like when I was in the league, I was like away and then. I come home, I might go to a party, and it's like, oh, wow, I got kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was trying to, like...
1: Different mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
2: got four kids. Yeah, about to have three more, I think. I know. Wow. Really? Not, not But yeah, planning three more, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, planning Big three Big family. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The laptop will definitely keep you home.
2: Keep yeah. you home, right? So that's that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I was like, well, what, what am I going to do? I, I retired, I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I was either going to do a couple things. I was going to do it full-time, too. Put my, oh, I was going to either rap full-time. I was going to coach full-time. Um, I studied for my Series 7. So I was going to either get my Series 7. Because I got a business management company. So I was either going to go work with that company full-time. Or I was What's the Series 7? Just like so you could invest stocks. So you could um, okay. actually invest. Gotcha. Um, so I was going to get my Series 7. And then all uh, digital marketing. Right? So then I checked. Then I went. So I was... I was studying for the Series 7. Uh, I went to go coach at the Lakers G League team, see what I wanted to do. <laughs> then I went back to UCLA for digital marketing. Wow. And then when I was doing all that, I said, okay, I'm just going to stick with digital marketing, which led me to doing like other things, you know, what I'm doing now. So it's pretty. it was, it was pretty interesting, but I didn't want to be doing too much. Let's pick one thing. And so that's kind of why I'm here now.
0: Yeah. snaps, snaps, snaps. I mean, I think it's great that you've explored or you're exploring a variety of different options Mm -hmm. as like with such vibrancy and such vigor Mm -hmm. of like life after. Because I think especially when it comes to pro sports, right? Like it's almost like this dot on the timeline. And then people don't really think about there's so much life Mm -hmm. that you still have afterwards. Yeah. So I think it's amazing. Um, and I just want to commend you for the energy and the the vibrancy that you have for everything that you're that you're tapping into and that you're looking into to see who you are and how you want to
2: be remembered. It's true. Uh, I'm 41, you know, and it's like I feel great at 41. So I want people to know when you turn 40, <laughs> you're going to feel great. <laughs> so, you know, get ready for 40 because 40 is incredible.
1: Is get 40 now for the 40. new 30?
2: Maybe. Because I've
1: heard 30 is like... So that's your prime decade, your 30s. 40's
2: incredible. <laughs> I didn't think I thought when I was 40, I was gonna be old. I thought it was gonna be over the hill. You know? I thought it was like, Can I get ready. <laughs> 40's great. And I wish I was 250 and 40, honestly. <laughs> and I'm working on that piece. But. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so you do you're right. You do have a long life to live.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you are a, a model for this too. Other people are gonna see you. Um and And think that oh i actually can do something after basketball Mm -hmm. you know because it's true it's true like when people um when people retire from professional sports it's you're you're so right alia there's there's such a period right you know they don't think they can do anything else because that was that was their life
0: (laughs) me geeking out comma
1: (laughs) splice but yeah there's there's there's, so, <laughs> there's so much more. There's so yeah, much more to sure. life than than just the sport, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, awesome for that you. Is. Yeah. What impact do you want to have moving forward?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I like that question because some people ask about the legacy, like what you want to be remembered. I really don't care about being remembered. Mm. But what impact? That's actually really. That's a good way to get somebody to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to get someone to answer that question. The impact is probably, I would say teamwork. You know, the understanding the importance on teamwork. Collaboration. You know, um, I think that's a super important. And that, that even filters down to, like, partnership. You know, when you're from where I'm from, we don't think of partnership as important, especially if you don't have the parents that have that reference. So partnership, whether it's relationship, whether it's in business, collaboration, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in business, (laughs) parenting, that's a partnership, that's collaboration, that's teamwork, you know? So I think like, that's what I've been kind of trying to do in the center of my life. And even the businesses that I'm involved in and my my 501c3, um, the mission is partnership and parenting. And then even my app is like bringing people together building new relationships, collaborate. Because I don't know everybody that's on the app, but people working together. And then I've seen so many people in our neighborhoods, you know, we're we're so used to survival that we got to do it on our own. Versus when you get like, for lack of better words, Silicon Valley, they collaborate. They have patience and they collaborate. And then in the end, it's better. Versus going after that quick dollar. Mm, Right you know, that's right in front of your face by yourself right now, you know? So hopefully I can do more things that can cause, you know, collaborations. I like Like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're all about that. (laughs) We're all about teamwork and collaboration. Yeah. And so our final question for you is what is your definition of journey?
2: Journey, journey, journey. Hmm. I mean, that's a good question on the spot.
1: Yeah, on the spot.
0: Your your definition. <laughs> not not Walmart, exactly. not Google, right? <laughs> not Siri, <laughs> not dictionary.com. Yeah, not dictionary dot com.
2: <laughs> My definition of journey, that's actually a good question. Um. So it could be like a, a sentence? It could be a sentence?
1: Absolutely. It what be, does journey mean, mean to, to you? you?
2: Yes. I think journey means an experience that I think it's an experience that gets you to where you want to go. Like It's my journey. So I'm assuming that I don't want to, like you don't want to be a failure, right? You want to get to a destination. And then, but along that, along the way will be experiences that you might not be ready for <laughs> <laughs> never ready for but, it right so it's still an experience to get you probably where you want to go oh, you know like roller coaster ride or not even roller coaster just like cuz a roller coaster you know where you're going you're going to go on a crazy turn but <laughs> you experience you sometimes you don't know where the hell you going. you
1: don't know where that turn came from you don't know <laughs> what
2: the hell, right like good lord <laughs> so but then just embracing it maybe Mm. I mean embracing it. So maybe I could throw that word in there. Embracing an experience Mm -hmm. to where you want to go.
0: Boom. Embracing Embracing the experience experience to where you want to go. One more time. Embracing the experience to where you want to go. Yeah,
2: Embracing the experience. The experience. Not an experience.
1: The. The, Your. experience. Embracing
2: the experience. Yes. My job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Meta, Absolutely. for being here. Yes, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you we and for, for being so honest and vulnerable about your journey. And um we're so excited for you and all the things that that are coming up for you and what you're doing and Life the impact after that you're going to make. <laughs> Life yes. after forty.
0: Yes, we have Absolutely.
2: something to look forward to. We do, <laughs> and I'm ex- and I want to say thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely, and um, and uh, I'm really excited to see the with Your transition from you're just you're just going.
1: Thank you, thank uh, you. Really,
2: it's really good to see. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Absolutely. All, right,
0: All right, bye, guys. everybody Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the
1: Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at the Continua.